Hello everyone, welcome to Cody's Car Conundrum, where you will hear about car news, car culture, and car talks. Here's your host, Cody Wagner. Hello everyone, welcome back to the podcast. Now the Paris Auto Show is underway right now, meaning we got a lot of new cars that have been unveiled. But first, another Tesla Model S has crashed, but this time into a gym. Once again, the driver blames the car, and once again, Tesla says otherwise. Oh gosh. Jaguar F-Pace SVR lets loose on the Nürburgring. Ford enters 5-liter V8 Mustang in eco-driving contest. Audi hints at rolling out more hardcore RS variants. Volvo USA Revival in full swing after V90 cross-country release. Ford recalls Focus RS with manual transmission for software update. All-wheel drive Mercedes E63 AMG will come with drift mode. The NHTSA concerned over potentially dangerous Takata airbags. They need to be way more than concerned, but that, that, you know what? That's not my problem. Nearly a third of Tesla Model S orders are coming from Model 3 customers. Bugatti Chiron poses for the camera at Foundation Lewis something museum. Chevrolet sets world record for towing massive American flag. 2018 Audi A8 scoop testing at the Nürburgring. Mercedes C-Class gets top IHS safety rating despite poor headlight performance. Zenith creates a Range Rover-inspired timepiece. And it's insanely complicated, but it kind of looks cool at the same time. McLaren Applied Technology is confirmed as sole Formula E battery supplier. I think they mean McLaren Supplied Technologies, not Applied, but whatever. Mercedes-AMG GT shrinks down to kid size as a new baby car. Wells Fargo to pay $24 million for illegally repossessing cars for of military personnel. Buick's China-built 2017 Envision gets top scores in IAHS safety tests. These summer are on a soldier's arm for 2017 with Apple CarPlay, and it starts at $30,640. Q by Aston Martin presents one of four V8 Vantage S Swedish Forest editions. Nissan unleashes the force with the 2017 Rogue One Star Wars car. Citroen brought the Imhari electric buggy to Paris, and it doesn't actually look too bad, but it is very, very small. Toyota FCV Plus Concept powers its way into Paris. 2018 Audi RS5 Coupe rumbles down the Nürburgring. You know, I really hope that that's going to be a good car, the RS, the RS5. Reason being is I actually quite like the RS5, and I think if they if they made it properly good, it might be a competitor for the Camaro SS. I mean, that's not to say the S5 isn't, but it would give the Camaro a really good run for its money. That is also to say that I like brand names. Long story short, I just hope it's good. I kind of like the new A5. I'm just hoping the RS5 stacks up. New Hyundai i30 aims straight for the top of the segment. What I mean by that is the hot hat, or not hot hatch, I mean the hatchback segment in Europe. Sangyong show their competitive side in Paris with Tivoli Rally Raid. Basically, it's a Dakar truck. Peugeot Fractal Concept, too cool not to bring to Paris, even though it's a fairly old concept. Honda Jazz, which is what they call the Honda Fit in Europe, to likely get new Civic's 1-liter turbo 3-cylinder. Driver hits deer, and deer hits driver after being clipped by a GMC Yukon, I'm gonna say? Possibly. Porsche's 911 GT3 Cup is coming to a racetrack near you. If you live where there's, a near, where there's a racetrack near you. And if anyone that's near you can actually afford that. Alfa Romeo's new 276 horsepower Julia Veloise 
looks like the pick of the range. It's kind of like the RT, but for Alpha. It looks really good, as the new Julia does anyway. Audi's new RS3 sedan could make sportback owners remorseful. Renault adds new Colios SUV to its European range. Buick launches a Venier as a luxury sub-brand. I mean, you already got Cadillac and then you already got Buick. How many more luxury brands do you need? All new 2017 Audi Q5 from the Paris show floor. And you know what? It actually looks good. I mean, it looks like a Q5, but it looks really, really good. I like the color and I like the front end. And, of course, it hasn't really changed its front end. It still has the single-form grille that Audi has been used. But what Audi has been doing in recent times is making the outline of the grille silver, making it a different color to the rest of the car. It's not, it doesn't have, make it look like a beard, but maybe like a mustache that goes around that goes around the mouth. It, it looks really good, and I like a lot of modern Audi designs. Days is re- refreshed. Sandero, Sandero Stepway, and Logan MCV join Duster EDC on set. 2017 GMC Sierra HD receives GM's new 445 horsepower Duramax diesel V8. Infinity reveals production-ready turbo engine with variable compression at Paris. Jeep might create an SUV smaller than the Renegade. Though if you ask me, that's a bit of a waste of their money. Volvo's size as C70 blows 20 candles, which means it's 20 years old. Porsche Panamera 4E Hybrid is an ultra-frugal e-sleeper. Mercedes-Benz believes killing diesel would be lame. Future BMW M models could get electric and autonomous tech. Wouldn't that defeat the point of an M car? It's all about the driver and connection to the road and purist and stuff like that. Adding adding electricity and autonomous tech to it, would that would kind of kill the point of it, wouldn't it? Peugeot to launch two EVs and three plug-in hybrids by 2021. And, of course, we still won't get any of those in America. Chevrolet celebrates 50 years of the iconic Camaro, even though the Dart is older. And I mean a Dodge Dart, not a Chevrolet Dart thing. Volkswagen says traditional engines will exist for at least 20 more years, which means I've got at least 10 years to get a car with a combustion engine before I'll be sad for the rest of the automotive industry. That got dark. <laughs> Jaguar previews new XF Sport break before 2017 reveal. Nissan's 2017 Titan lineup welcomes Texas styling package. 2017 Ford F-150 Raptor confirmed with 450 horsepower and 510 pound-feet of torque from its V6 engine, even though the new Ram, hold on, let me go look up its name, it, it's a bit of a long name, so I do kind of need to look it up, okay, I found it, the supercharged Ram Rebel TRX, and if you didn't guess, it has the same engines, sorry, it has the same engine from the 707 horsepower Challenger and Charger, however, it's been downgraded to 575 horsepower, and if you think that's not a lot, keep in mind, I just said, and quite literally just said, that the new Raptor will only get 450 horsepower. So you're getting over 100 more horsepower. And it's supercharged horsepower. So there will be no lag either. Though the engine is going to be a lot heavier than the V6. And the car will be a lot heavier because it's not made of aluminum. But that's kind of besides the point. In fact, it'll probably still be faster anyway because it's just got more power. And unsurprisingly, it'll probably have more torque too. Ram 1500 Lone Star Silver Edition just might have enough chrome for Texas. Mitsubishi GT Fev, which I now know what Fev means. Basically, it's a partially zero-emissions vehicle. Mitsubishi GT Fev concept is a ground tour. Whatever that means. Hyundai RN30 concept shows Hyundai is serious about performance. And I'm excited for that. Honda's 2018 Civic Type R prototype foretells the future. Except Back to the Future did it better, but that's besides the point. 
Volkswagen compares the new ID concept with the Beetle, and it looks nothing like the Beetle. Citroen's new C3 plays the outlandish card. The facelift of Dacia range is here, and it comes with the new turbo three-cylinder engine. Peugeot displays transformed 3008 and 5008 on home ground. Basically, Peugeot made an SUV, and I think a minivan. Citroen C3 WRC concept previews a return to rally dominance. Mercedes-AMG GTC Rose just looks mega in the flesh. Check out BMW's head-turning X2 concept in real-life images. Though, this is a podcast, and I have to continuously say, you can't see images on a podcast. 2017 Renault Zoe, or Z-O-E, brings better battery tech, almost doubling its driving range. 2017 Mitsubishi ASX puts on a fresh face in Paris, and the ASX is basically the European name of the Outlander sport. Mercedes Tesla rival EQ SUV concept is the first sign of a new electric era. Thank you, Hyundai, for bringing us another camouflaged rally car to Paris. Sangyong Live 2 concept wants to become the next Rexton, and if you think Rexton is a cool name, don't, because it's put on a terrible car. GLM G4 is an electric super sedan for the land of the rising sun. Updated 2017 Maserati Quattro Porta classes up for Paris show. Is the 2017 Nissan Micra finally a match with its rivals? And if any of you do not know what the Nissan Micra is, imagine a Fiat 500 with four doors. And no, I don't mean like the Fiat 500X, like a proper 500 four-door. Okay, well that's basically what the Micra is. It's like a, it's like a Fiesta five-door hatch from Nissan, and you can only get it in Canada. And no, it's not old enough for you to import. Ferrari announces 350th anniversary special editions in Paris, including the Schumacher edition. Seat dips Atika experience into 4D, skips traditional press conference. New Alaskan pickup brings ruggedness to Reynolds, Paris, stand, and no, you cannot buy it in America. BMW i and Lapo El- Elkins Garage Italian Customs show off i3 and i8 crossfade projects in Paris. And you better be insanely amazed that I even got through saying just such a ridiculous name. Anyway, I am over the time, so I will see you after a word from our sponsors. We've all seen them. Those self-centered drivers who think their cars are more important than everyone else's. They take up two or more parking spaces. Now you can let them know how you really feel with sarcastic parking cars. Go to www.howireallyfeelcards.com You'll receive 12 different cards expressing what you think about their parking. These cards come in their own carrying case. Once again, go to www.howireallyfeelcards.com and get your cards today. Welcome back to the podcast again for the second time. We're going to start off with the NHTSA having doubts. Illustrating what could happen to customers who do not bring their cars in for repairs, NHTSA's testing have revealed the failure of hundreds of Takata airbag inflators. According to the Fed, cited by Bloomberg, out of 245,000 airbag inflators pulled from cars and tested, 660 ruptured. That's nearly that's nearly one in 371, and it's showing the potential risk posing for drivers and occupants, as these parts tend to degrade over time and explode with excessive force in the event of a crash, spreading shrapnel throughout the cabin. Takata Motor Corp have shown their concern for the public safety in an email statement. We extend our sincerest apologies to those who have been affected by the failures, as outlined in the report delivered to the NHTSA. Takata has focused extensive resources 
on researching and testing of airbag inflators, including working with the in, including working with independent, world-class technicians, te- technical experts to identify the causes of the inflator failures as they arose and taking action based on the best available understanding. The automakers whose cars have been equipped with the defective airbags are now recalling the vehicles in waves, starting with the oldest first, but it's already too late for 50 people who lost their lives globally, including 10 in the United States, and more than 100 who have been injured by the plastic and metal shrapnel. Ford recalls Focus RS with manual transmission for software update. The Ford Motor Company has released the preliminary details of a new safety campaign that covers the 2013-2017 Focus and 2016-2017 Focus RS vehicles. According to the Michigan Giant, all affected cars are equipped with the manual gearbox and must have their interior latch release software updated, as this can be unlocked and unlatched with a single press of the interior latch release when the vehicle is traveling under 4 miles per hour or 7 kilometers an hour. Ford is not aware of any accidents or injuries related to this condition that covers the Focus models made in Michigan from February 12, 2012 to August 26, 2016, and the Focus RS hot hatches built at Sar Louis from August 3, 2015 throughout August 26, 2016. The total number of cars that will have to be taken back to the dealers is just 73,915, out of which 64,038 are in the U.S. and federalized territories and 9,877 in Canada. An additional batch of 2,592 Ford Transit Connects assembled at the Valencia plant from October 3rd, 2013 to July 14, 2014, including 887 in the United States and just 28 in Canada, is part of a second recall due to an improper bond between the panoramic roof and the body, resulting in wind noise and water leaks. In extreme cases, the panoramic roof can separate while driving. Ford is not aware of any accidents related to this problem and states that dealers will clean and reinstall a panoramic roof on the affected vehicles free of charge. Citroen C Experience concept hints at a future mid-size model. Reynolds Trezor concept looks like it came straight out of DC Comics. Maserati brings updated Model year 2017 Gibble to Paris Auto Show, or Ghibli's. 2018 Discovery crawls into Paris as Land Rover's most important new product in years. Rugged little Opal Carl Rocks makes official Paris debut. The new GTC for Lucio TV8 is Ferrari's notion of a daily driver that no one else other than Tyler Perry can afford. New Ram Rebel TRX concept is a brutish 575 horsepower supercharged V8 off-road wildebeest because that sounds more awesome if more awesome is even grammatically correct here's why kia's 2017 real subcompact isn't flying under the radar and it's because it looks good and it's the first new rio in ages infinity qx sport inspiration puts on a fresh lick of paint for paris breathtaking mercedes maybach vision 6 is a proper modern land yacht new lafroy aperta is an unobstructed V12 symphony of 963 horses. Skoda Kodiak gets limey under the French capital spotlight. Audi's brand new RS3 sedan already fired up to go racing. New Suzuki Ignis lands in Europe, plans to steal the heart of SUV lovers, except for America, because we don't get the cars that small. Audi RS3 sedan wants to smash, sorry, wants to Hulk smash the competition with its 400 horsepower. 
Drita brings its new Prius to Paris, said that it consumes just one liter per 100 kilometers. And let me try and convert that. So that might be like per 50 miles? Maybe 60 miles? Somewhere near there. Infinity's slightly updated 2017 Q50 makes world debut. Lexus UX compact crossover concept breaks cover. Mercedes ready to usher the wealthy from Monaco out onto the water and into the sky. I'm going to quote something from Toy Story for a second. Reach for the skies. Dacia Duster now available with an EDC dual-clutch transmission. 2017 Toyota CHR debuts and in full in Paris with three engine options. Renault gives new Colios an initial Paris touch. Say Arona crossover coming next year to target the Nissan Juke. I, I'm telling you, Nissan... Nissan should have just called it the puke and be done with it. Mercedes reveals all-electric generation EQ concept with 500 kilometers of range and 400 horsepower, which is about 300 miles of range, which isn't bad for, ele- for an electric car, but it's still nowhere near what normal cars can get on one tank of gas. Opel Imperia E debuts with 500 plus kilometers of range. Renault Zoe ZE40 charges up to take you further. New Fiat 500 Riva Tender docks to Fiat's Paris show stand. Europe receives its 2017 Honda Civic hatchback at Paris. Renault's eye-catching Trezo concept is a taste of things to come. Volkswagen ID concept is fully electric and totally autonomous and absolutely ugly. Honda's 2017 WRC Challenger takes downforce to the extreme. Not ACR extreme, but still extreme. Honda's new RN30 concept is a map of things to come. New Lexus NX Sport adds subtle exterior and interior tweaks. European spec 2017 Honda Civic sedan is more than familiar because it's the American spec just with a few things for European legislation. Europe's facelift of 2017 Lexus IS range bows in Paris. Volkswagen considers launching new models for U.S. recovery. Man, they don't need U.S. recovery. They need worldwide recovery. FIA confirms provisional 2017 F1 calendar. Canada, Germany, and Brazil in doubt. Mustang and Lamborghini-inspired Xbox consoles are up for grabs. In light of, you know, Forza Horizon 3. Ferrari F40 destroyed by fire after a recent restoration. Nissan considering electric super mini and crossover. 2017 Holden Astra, which is like a, uh, again, it's like a Focus, or a Dart for that matter. Arriving in Australia from 25,312, whatever the Australian uh, currency is. Mercedes-AMG confirms new F1-powered hybrid hypercar, and it reveals its first sketch, and it kind of looks like a Le Mans car. James May is coming to a GPS near you. A Dutch firm turns a Tesla Model S into a hearse. This rear-wheel-drive Hyundai Santa Fe by Bizimoto has more power than a LaFerrari, because it has a thousand horsepower. FCA CEO Sergio Marchione cancels Paris Auto Show appearance. Nissan's ProPilot Autonomous Chair is for people who can't stand queuing. New Aston Martin DB11 officially enters production in Gaiden Factory. Incredible collection of 430 classic cars heading to auction. Aston Martin AM37 Powerboat makes world debut in Monaco. 2017 Grand Cherokee headlines Jeep Paris Auto Show lineup. This pink Volkswagen Beetle raised over 30000 for breast cancer research. Rolls-Royce keeps opening more dealers in Japan. David Coulthard narrates a lap of the 2015 Malaysian GP. Rented Ford Mustang splits in two after Washington crash. Reborn Citroen C5 and C6 to launch early next decade. China's next EV teases 1,360 horsepower all-electric supercar. Toyota and Lexus saw hybrid sales go up by 45% in Europe. 
Skoda will reportedly make South Korean entrance in 2017. Automakers flocking to Austrian brothers promising better electric power than Tesla. That's like when Thomas Edison said, Oh, well, DC is more, is safer than AC electric currency. Audi recalls 2017 Q7 for the second time in a week. But we learned about the 2017 Jeep Compass. And 118 photos and 12 videos, so this is a podcast, so you're not going to get to see any of that. Carlux try their hand at bikes with the Yamaha VMAX project. Cadillac recalls, recall warns certain CT6 owners to not allow occupants in the passenger seat, oddly. Rolls-Royce ships record fleet of 30 bespoke phantoms to Macau, I guess. A new Buick Regal wagon could debut in 2017. Acura sells its 500th vehicle in Canada. Sorry, 500,000th vehicle in Canada. Mercedes putting the final touches on the facelifted S-Class and S63 AMG. BMW messed up a previous repair. M2, M3, and M4 recalled back again. Monster Trucks movie based on a four-year-old's idea projected to lose $150 million before release. Volkswagen stops the development on Audi's 420 horsepower four-cylinder engine. More news on the BMW messed up a recall. BMW North America is conducting a new safety recall on certain M cars from the 2015 to 2017 model year, which is related to a previous service campaign. According to the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, or the NHTSA, the automaker's dealers have apparently messed up a repair and used the same rear subframe bolts to replace the rear differential instead of using new ones. The bolts are specified as a one-time user fastener during the vehicle assembly process, and if these have been reused, then it, it is possible that the clamp force may not be achieved when torquing down the bolts, and therefore, they could loosen over time. In extreme cases, the car's handling and control can be affected, increasing the risk of a crash. BMW's dealers cannot be blamed, however, because the repair instructions did not inform them to use new rear subframe bolts, as the feds write in the description of the cause. As for the number of potentially involved vehicles, it adds up to 66 and counts 5 M2 coupes made from July 31st to June 20th, 2016, 32 M3 sedans produced from June 17th, 2014 throughout June 13th, 2016, 26 M4 coupes assembled between, between May 2nd, 2014, and June 14, 2016, and three M4 convertibles put together from May 29, 2015 to May 27, 2016. BMW is not aware of any accidents or injuries related to this condition. The recall is expected to begin on October 24th and will set technicians, and sorry, and will see technicians replace the rear subframe bolts with new ones free of charge. And now it's Cadillac's turn. Cadillac is calling back a small number of CT6 luxury sedans which have left the assembly line with a potential seatbelt problem. In the notification sent by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, or the NHTSA, Cadillac's parent company, GM, is informing of 131 potentially affected units which have been manufactured from July 21st to July 22nd, 2016. In these cars, the bolt that secures the front passenger seatbelt webbing to the seat's anchor plate may be missing, as the feds write in their description of the defect, and if this happens, then the seatbelt may not effectively restrain a belted passenger in a crash, which could increase the risk of injury. No, it will increase the risk of an injury. The next step for general mourners will be to inform owners of the aforementioned vehicles of the condition and advise them to schedule an appointment with an authorized dealer. 
which in turn will replace the front will replace the front passenger seatbelt webbing anchor bolt, or install a bolt if this is missing free of charge. Until the affected CT6s are repaired, owners are warned not to allow occupants to sit in the front passenger seat. The recall has commenced on September 24th. Audi recalls the Q7 for the second time this week. However, we need to do the previous one. And I know I'm making this run a little bit long here. Human assembly error leads to two leads to 2017 Audi Q7 recall. Okay, sorry for that delay, but it says that this article was made on the 23rd, and I was just wondering if I did anything on it by then. However, I just realized if it was the 23rd, then I probably did do something on it on Sunday. If you, I may have spoke about this before, but we're going to do it anyway. Audi is conducting a new safety campaign on certain 2017 Audi Q7 models in the United States to prevent steering failure. According to the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, or the NHTSA, there are just eight affected units in the country, produced between November 11th and the 23rd of 2015, which could have left the plant without a proper inspection of the circuit board in the electric power steering. Owners of certain 2017 Audi Q7s won't be happy to find out that their SUVs have been involved in yet another recall. According to the German auto manufacturer, certain units of the full-size vehicle from the 2017 model year have an issue with the third row of seats that could move forward under load, and thus posing a potential risk of injury in the event of a crash. If the third row seats do not may remain in position, there may be an increased risk of an injury due to, to an occupant in the event of a crash, as the manufacturer says. Since they violate federal safety guidelines, the SUVs will have to be taken back to the dealers where technicians will install a new support bracket to the lower transverse pipe, which was improperly manufactured, and because of this, it weakens the entire seat structure. Additional details on the safety campaign have yet to be released, but this is actually the second time in a week when the brand with four rings has issued a recall for the 2017 Q7. A previous one has been announced, and I talked about it before, due to a possible steering assist fail and has been traced back to the supplier, pointing out a human error. Anyway, I have run quite long for this podcast, so I will see you after a word from our sponsors. We've all seen them. Those self-centered drivers who think their cars are more important than everyone else's. They take up two or more parking spaces. Now you can let them know how you really feel with sarcastic parking cars. Go to www.howireallyfeelcars.com. You'll receive 12 different cards expressing what you think about their parking. These cards come in their own carrying case. Once again... Go to www.howireallyfeelcars.com and get your cards today. Welcome back, everyone. Man, patent filings. Allegedly so production spec Volkswagen T-Cross Breeze, which is basically like that Nissan, what was it, the Murano convertible thing that you can buy. It's basically Volkswagen's version of that. Mercedes-Benz brings the fight to Tesla with all-electric SUV concept. Lamborghini's fresh showroom design ready for Urus launch. GM refiles trademark for LT5 engine before C7, C7 ZR1 launch. Larger and lighter Volkswagen Polo coming next year. 2017 Nissan Note hybrid leaked with a complete facelift as well. BMW steps up racing program with Le Mans Formula E entries. Smart has sold 2 million of its little cars around the world. 4 GT clocks record Nürburgring lap time of 7 minutes 58 seconds. And 558 milliseconds. Geely confirmed as main sponsor for Bloodhound SSC project. Renault F1's poor performance on track making 2017 driver lineup decision difficult. Renault Nissan and Microsoft partner for connected driving. Peugeot transformed its M MPVs into SUVs in order to boost sales. Ford performance sales set to top 200,000 this year. 
Mazda MX-5 RF launch edition price from $33,850. And if you're thinking what I'm thinking, yes, I know that's expensive for a Miata. The Grand Tours Tech Tent could launch a spaceship in Clarkson's mind. UK-bound Infiniti Q60 range fully detailed before October launch. 2018 Toyota Supra Mule filmed on track. Jury is still out on the soundtrack, though. Lamborghini pledges the Euros will be able to dune surf. Yeah, that's right, surf. Kia testing rear-wheel drive four-door coupe at the Nürburgring. Audi's head of powertrain development quits, reportedly over Dieselgate scandal. And everything that I said last week has... Basically, I caught up to last week. Except for this. Jeremy Clarkson reviews the Fiat 124 Spider, and it's not looking good. The reason why is he was expecting... He was expecting more of a sports car than a Grand Tour, and what he got was a Grand Tour, so yeah. Paralyzed X racer to drive a Corvette Stingray with his head. X-Men star Nicholas Holt tests the Jaguar XF and F-Type. 2017 Chrysler Pacifica is a top safety pick plus. Rating applies to models made after August 2016. Insiders claim Audi CEO had no knowledge of Diesel Dieselgate. Though just because they're insiders doesn't mean that they're not trying to you know, not route him out or anything. Restyled 2017 Suzuki S-Cross starts from 14,999 pounds in the UK, or basically about 18 to 20,000 dollars, or the price for a compass. Truckers, rejoice! This is the Renault T-High edition. You know, I didn't actually have this news. I didn't actually see, so this is all new to me. McLaren's 675 LT-based MSO has looks, sorry, HS looks insane on the street. TomTom Enhanced Eye Cockpit will debut in Paris on Peugeot 3008. Numerous new Volvo S90L wheelbase models spotted in China. Renault asks if they should build the Clio RS16 in humorous ad. Jeremy Clarkson stars a new Amazon ad before the Grand Tour debut. MG Motors moving car production from UK to, ironically, China. McLaren's new entry-level model is an all-electric P1 for children, quite literally. Ford launches five-door Fiesta ST for European customers. Chevrolet Bolt to become the Buick Villet in China. 2017 Nissan GTR track edition hits the European car market and starts from 118,900 euros. BBC officially confirms LeBlanc, Harris, and Reed as top-tier hosts for 2017. Basically, the fans got what they wanted. Most of them. 2016 Passione Ferrari detailed in 82 photos that we can't see because podcast life. Audi, BMW, and Mercedes join forces for the Connected Car Network. Even though it's not really the Connected Car Network, more so a Connected Car Network. Four-time World Touring Car Champion, Vion Muller, retires. Audi recalls 80,000 vehicles for exterior lighting issue. Proton could sell Lotus to save itself. In other words, they're traitors. But Johnny, jo- Johnny, why are you leaving me? We, 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 got, we gotta take down this dying laser tag. I'm sorry, Xavier, but I'm already ahead in points, and I'm not gonna lose all these points I worked so hard to make up, so peace! Infinity rules out four series rivaling Q60 convertible. U.S. orders 1,000 additional Chevrolet SS models from Australia, even though in Australia, it's a Holden. And it's not an SS. It's a Commodore. Cadillac wants to close 40% of its U.S. dealerships, probably to make itself more exclusive and to have more corporate-owned dealerships rather than family-owned dealerships. Frankenstein's G-Wagon is a monument to questionable taste and eye-gouging looks. 
more than 60 exotics unite in Aussie motoring nirvana. So we're going to talk about something a lot of you classic car fans are actually going to be very, very interested in hearing. So as you guys may know, it's going to be about three, well, technically two years before I actually get my permit, and three years before I get my first car. However, I'm also thinking of a project car, you know, something fun to work on and make into a really cool beast. So I've already decided on a car, the 1965, excuse me, Dodge Dart, and I already decided on an engine swap that I'd want to do, a 446 pack. And so I kind of wanted your guys' opinion, you know, what do you think of that, how would you go about doing it? First, I kind of want to make a bit of a pro touring build, you know, something good for the road and something awesome for the track. That's what I'm thinking, and I know the 440 is heavy, but, you know, you had to maybe like aluminum heads, lighter spark plugs, things like that. I might be able to take, hopefully, at least three, no, 200 pounds out of the engine. And so I was wondering, you know, what suspension do you guys recommend for 65 darts or, you know, early A bodies, what, what exhaust systems, things like that. Because honestly, I'm thinking in terms of color, you know, dark blue, black hood, it'll look really cool when it's done. But I know that early A bodies are a bit unloved, so doing what I'm thinking of doing could be a bit difficult. And I also know that if you're going to get an early A body, you got to make sure it has all the parts because getting parts is, uh... How do I say this? Problematic at best. And thank, however, they are cheap to get. I've seen them for well under 10 grand. And I mean, things that run. They're not brilliant, but they run. So that's another advantage of getting early A bodies that for the most part in Colorado, they're fairly cheap and probably everywhere else in the world. But I'm not looking to get a convertible. I do not want a convertible. I want a hard top. So, yeah, so what do you guys think? You know, what diff should I do? Yeah, but I'm definitely thinking a 446 pack. I think that that would be sweet in a car like the 65 Dart. And I think, you know, I think I'm going to round the podcast here considering how in the second bit I I talked a bit more than I do. I talk way more than I do normally. So anyway, I hope you enjoyed this podcast and I'll see you all next week. You have just listened to Cody's Car Conundrum. Be sure to join us every Sunday. You can subscribe to Cody's YouTube channel at www.youtube.com slash c slash viperforlifeacr Be sure to get Cody's books on Amazon at www.amazon.com slash Cody dash Wagner slash e slash capital B zero one nine capital K capital X seven two capital Z eight If you have any questions or would like to become a sponsor, send an email to drtaffy777 at gmail.com and put sponsor in the subject line. Be sure to follow Cody here so you don't miss any episodes. Bye, until next time.